Welcome to Hellas Footy Podcast, episode 29. I'm your host, George. Let's get started. Steve, how are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you, George. As, as always, happy to jump on and looking forward to talking more Greek football. Beautiful, beautiful. Nico? Yeah, good to be on. Regular season's over. Still plenty more to look forward to. Beautiful, yes. We've got lots lots of football to get through. And um, we haven't had this man on for a while, but he's... Uh, uh, mad bulk fan, so it's always good to get one on now uh, with the way their season's going. Ethan, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for having me on, George. I really appreciate it and uh, uh, great, great to be back on. Working hard, mate, and you've been uh, – so it's good to get you on again. So, um, yeah, let's get things started with the um, with the football for this week here. Um, midweek matches, uh, Olympiacos 5-1 winners over Asteras. Um, Socrates, Masuras, Masuras, Bujalakis, um, Carmona, and uh, Rodriguez goal. Everything happened after half time. Steve, you want to just quickly wrap this in 30 seconds, mate, because obviously it doesn't mean much the way things ended anyway. Yes. Um, very meh first half. Nothing really happened. And then for some reason, the floodgates just opened up in the yeah. second half. And it was a goal fest. And it was it was very entertaining to watch from my part, I've got to say. And um, I feel fast at us because at times they looked okay. But we we didn't really give them the light of day in, at the end, of, and we yeah it was it was a fun game and a good result. Yeah, no, that's it. We'll move on from there. Um, Aik Athens won all with bulk. Uh, Aik got the goals start actually. Sorry, in the nineteenth uh, minute, a straight red card yeah. to Tigaras. Um, thought maybe that was going to change the game, and um, ten minutes yeah. later, yeah, well, Aik actually scored a goal. I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's going to go, but. Not even 10 minutes later, uh, the man that's leading the goal scoring this season, Yasmin Kurtic, put away a goal that wasn't a penalty, and that's how it stayed. Ethan. Free free kick. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, a goal. Fluky yeah, exactly. Goal. Yeah. How did you see this one, Ethan? Just quickly yeah. as well, mate. Yeah, well, the red card changed the game. Um, yeah, it was pretty even. And then after the red card, we sat back and played on the counter-attack. Um yeah, uh, Crespo was at fault for the first goal. Garcia just went um, behind him. And, yeah, Crespo was left in no man's land and, yeah, yeah conceded the first goal. Um, then the second goal came from a free kick. Um, the keeper misjudged it, bounced right in front of him, and he's just gone straight through him for a for a goal to Gudzik. Um So, yeah, he's leading the top, top scorer now, I think, 15 goals for the season. Yeah, so 13 you know, penalties. Yeah, so great pick-up by um, Bulk. And then, yeah, Ake didn't do much. Um, yeah, they, they created a few half chances, but no, Bulk did well to um, come away with a point. Yeah, no, yeah Ike were awful. In the Ike. second half, they should have, you know, against 10, 10 against 11, you want to move the ball quicker. There was not, nothing of it. Switching from side to side, they didn't create much. And <laughs> as Ethan said, that, that goal, uh, yes, the keeper should have done better, but I think the wall, oh, the wall, the wall, wall yes. should have done yeah. better too. Was it... um. I mean, I wish Greg was on here. Their um, beat team coach has taken over. What's his name? Orfidopoulos or something? Or was that – was he the beat team? Anyway, yeah. I think – yeah, I don't think they have a coach, put it that way, which 
I think okay. is is a silly mistake. I don't think they should have sacked their coach uh, just before the playoffs. But um, I'm sure uh, they have their reasons as well. But I was reading during the week. Well, sorry, we put the post up during the week that their long term uh, technical director was also shown the door or uh, moved on, and he's been there since 2009 or something. So. Maybe he's been the reason why this team's been unstable for so long. Um, so, um, so his name is Socrates Orthidopoulos. Yeah. So was he was he the B team coach, Steve? Or yeah, I'm pretty sure they just brought him up from the IFB team. Let me have a yeah. quick look here. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's just caretaker manager until they bring someone in or and I mean he's managing two teams in one season at the moment so well, we'll they're out of the cup they're out of the league well I mean the league's never over but they're, they're, things are very tough for him so what is what are they trying to do like what's what's your end goal there because you sack a coach this far with other teams underneath you that are starting to play nice football um Artis also getting their points back. You know, you could potentially drop out of that that uh, top uh, mm. three that they're looking for. So, interesting time ahead for that club. Um, moving on. Speaking of them, uh, last game midweek one was Atromitos two one winners over Volos. Um, lots to play for Atromitos. I think Volos were pretty safe, knowing that they're not going to make the top six, but they're pretty much quite far away from the relegation. Although Atromitos are making a late season charge there. So um, Danik opened up the uh, scoring for the home side um, just before half time. Regatin equalised for Volos. And in the 91st minute, Kuluris, I think, got his 10th goal of the season um, after a really slow start for them. So hopefully for that club, um, they can finish off the season strongly. And um, you know, with that team, maybe they can do a push next year. So, interesting how how things will go for them. Moving on, um, Aik Athens dented the hopes, or finished actually the hopes of Asteras there with a 2-1 win um, at home there. Uh, Araujo got the goal scoring started in the 24th minute. Uh, Geronimo Barrales uh, equalised in the 56th minute and the veteran centre-back Savelas in the 81st minute got the winning goal for them. Uh, Szymanski got sent off for Aik there in injury time, but um, good win for Aik there, I guess, um, against an Asteras side that had everything to play for. Um, Nick, or did you... Yeah, yeah, just, just what you said, the way Asteras have capitulated the back end of this season, they, they looked a short bet maybe three, four weeks ago. They were looking close to odds on. Well, yeah, that's birth. right, yeah. Um, we did say they have a hard run home, but they did. Yeah, you would have backed them. What, what their undoing was was those games that they should have won two, three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. That's they did right. have the, the last couple of games were a bit tricky for them. The, the last couple of games, but they dropped the points before leading up to yeah, those games, exactly. which then they made it difficult for then them. Then obviously yeah. the six points Artie's got, which we'll touch on later, that, and obviously that plays a role as well. And then Bus dropping the points as well. Um, yeah, yeah, true. Not getting their points there, which we'll talk about the uh, the awesome comments that Neopias made um, as well there. So, yeah, look, it's a it's a sad way for their first part of their season to end. Um They've had a great season. They're working, obviously, on a tight budget like a lot of these clubs there. So, look, for their sake and for the club's sake and their fans' sake, I hope they just, you know, see it through and hopefully they can finish strong and uh, build for next season there. 
Look, I think and for I, 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 I think all of us. I definitely had them in third. So they've they've ended where where I predicted and probably where most predicted. It's just more so the manner of them coming in well, third, being so far off the pace compared I mean, to Olympia well, Horse and Bulk. It's the first part of the season now that there's going to be all those derbies and the, like yeah. the, the games. And their derby record was not the best. They, they might not finish third. They're not. They're not exactly third. Yeah. You know, like yeah. um, you know, they're only a couple of points ahead of um Artis. Uh, Artis have picked up serious and, your, form. and yourselves as well. So um, yeah. you know. It'll be an interesting time to see how they um, how they go about their business uh, moving forward there. Stephen, Adi, speaking of them, 2-1 winners over Olympia. Of course, ended our unbeaten run. Uh, El Arabi got the goal scoring started in the 13th minute. Kamara in the 52nd minute uh, equalised. And Bruno Gama got the winning goal in the 79th minute. Uh, unbeaten season, very hard to get. Uh, gone so close, but if we uh, miss out again, how did you see this game, firstly, mate? I think a lot of people have said it on social media, and I, I reflect what they say. An invincible season isn't essential. You know, it's it's a nice little footnote to have in a season, uh, if you can get it, which, it, you know, no matter what quality of, of your league, it's in, very difficult to get. Um, we, we finished with as many losses as we did at the end of the regular season last season. So that's, you know, I guess consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were poor and really poor in the second half. And we made some changes that probably were needed. Like Gitsos did not have the best of halves. Bless him. Um, you know, fairly big game to ch- drop, drop him into with, with the experience that he's got. But the goals that we conceded are very uncharacteristic of us, especially the free kick. Like it was... I was just, I couldn't believe it. It was just a bit of a weird result at the end of the day and, and we couldn't, you know, get anything from it. And, you know, that's not taking anything away from Asteras. They they deserve to win. They had Aris. better... Is Asteras? <laughs> Aris, yeah. Oh, too many A's. Um, yeah. yeah. So Aris fully deserved to win that game and credit to them, you know. But they must have got a massive boost from getting all their points back and now they're breathing down the necks of Ayak and... Um, yeah, it's it's not a good way for us to end the regular season. No, um, look, look I, I don't. I, I, I was one of those people that thought we haven't been playing nice football to begin with all season, regardless. So it was one of those fools type of gold way that we'll go on about it and being undefeated, all that. So losing a match didn't mean. I mean, it always means something to lose a match, but it didn't affect anything on how the season's going with the changes that were made from the midweek. You know, they've played a lot of games consistently over this period. So something was going to give. We, we came, you know, we came up against an Adi side that's been playing well under their new coach, also got their points back. So they were, you know, they were you know, like a new lease of life. Um, yeah, look, oh, a disappointing way. Disappointing to lose, but um, that's football and we move on there. Interestingly, um, the subs that were made, like you're saying, but um, I'm not going to read into it. The only thing that annoys me is, is with it is once again, we've gone back to a formation that I would prefer us play um, that within play. So he, he's still sticking by with the 4-2-3-1 formation in Greek football, which does my head in because we, I wanted to see that formation in Europe. But uh, our European campaign is gone. So uh, let's move on from that. 
All right, Nico, your guys. Um, Atromitos going well, but you uh, put a dent to their um, season there. They're, they're moving on up the table. Two nil winners, a Palacios double in the um, 75th and two minutes later, 77th minutes, um, after you guys missed the penalty early on in, that, in the second half as well. Good win. You guys are slowly and steadily putting away these teams, which you guys were having trouble with. Well, yeah, earlier this season, if this game was played in the way um, Atromitos had picked up form, we probably would have either drawn or, or probably lost this game. Well, so, yeah, it's a solid win on the road. Completely dominating. They had no shots on target. You had seven on target. They, they, uh, they didn't, but it was the way, I think, our mentality was pretty good here because we had a couple of key players out. Uh, Ruben Perez has been a mainstay and Schenkerville. Mm-hmm. Neither of them uh, played in this one. And, and we, we did very well because, as you said, it was goalless at the half. Then we missed a penalty. Then you think the heads might drop, but we scored two goals after that. Yeah. Uh, could have been you know, first start uh, as well. Yeah, started, yeah. Yeah. They ro- not rotated, but they, they were a bit more experimental, you could call it, being the last game and, you know, before the playoffs. Yeah. Well, it's a um, Balacios, the commentator in the commentary, they said they, they were his ninth and tenth goals respectively, of the season. Yep. So he, he's been a great find. Now, he just has an eye for goal. But the club actually posted uh, yesterday that he's on 11 goals for the season. So maybe that's including the cup. But maybe, he's he's yeah massive upgrade on what we had, say, this time 12 months ago in the wide areas. Yeah, he's, 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 he's been very solid for you guys as well. Him, um, him and I thought this year really, really stepped it up. Um, Alexandropoulos and Kutbelis, how did they go together? Yeah, pretty good. I mean, past month. you got one, you know, Kudbelis is still young, so to speak. So Yeah, he's in his prime. They could potentially have a great little career together before you'd envisage Alexandropoulos moves on to bigger and better things outside of Greece. So oh, um, Yeah, I should have yeah, I should have said Kudbelis should be in his prime. Like now these are his prime years. Yeah. Whether he's in his prime or not's another thing. Well, yeah, that's true there. Um, no, good win for you guys away from home to finish off yeah, very uh, good. the first part of the season there. Just a bit of momentum to go into the playoffs with now. A yeah. couple of wins to end the regular season. No, absolutely. Then. And I like our chances of finishing higher than fifth. Well, yeah, everything's so congested now. And Ayak, Even with Artis getting like, their six points back. Artis are the, the bogey team now um, in that area there. but They um, picked up form with, with yeah. the new coach. Yep. But I mean, as you said, maybe I could drop down as far as fifth. Who knows? Oh. It's, all, it's all to play for. It'll Who be knows? interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens with that because they've got nothing to play for. Nothing. So what, are they, what are they they've playing? Got, they've got good attacking players. Ayek. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not putting it together because they've got their defensive their yeah. shambles. Yeah, it's, it's a complete mess. Ella, Steve. So, I don't know. So, Elaine has just posted something in the chat and this I mean, I, his sources are fairly reliable. Bas Yanina have just got their points back, which means Offie they the will be out. They will be in the playoffs, and Offi go to the playouts. So okay. pretty, pretty huge, you know, well, pretty huge for the league standings. Now that Bas have made the top six, yeah, both, both are tricky sides. Offi and Bas are both, yeah. both tricky sides yeah. to play against. Well, I mean, we'll talk about we'll talk about that anyway. So, Offi, we'll go we'll go straight to the Offi match. So, they had a two 0 win over um, Apollon, which got them in. Uh, Vuros and Luis Felipe got the goals in the sixty fourth and seventy first minute, respectively, for the game. Now, that got them into sixth into sixth spot based on you know the other results and pass dropping their points, but. 
post-match, uh, Neoplias, it was very, um, what's the words? Like he, he was, he felt sorry for Bus and the way this season uh, ended and, and you know, the situation and all that, how it all went. I mean, did you guys see the, um, the clip by any chance or read the article? In essence, he was like, look, I feel sorry for Bus. Um so for me, for him to be saying that post-match straight after, like he was happy with his season and the way the pl- his plays started. He goes, if only we had started our season a little bit better, but he goes, you know, we're on 37 points and we made Europe on 34 points many years ago. So was, he said yeah. something, something to that effect. So he was really happy. He was a bit disappointed how they started off the season because obviously that's going to cost them. But I'm wondering if, you, if, he, if he said those words because he knew that more than likely Pass are going to get their points back. I mean... The problem is, though, George, yeah. you never know with that ball. It could have been the same situation as Aris, where they take forever to give the points back. And then by that point, you don't know what's going to happen. But it, 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 maybe maybe he did know something. And, and at the end of the day, they've they've just been given their points back. So that means off you lose out, which is a shame on their part. Well, they, it's, not, it's they, not confirmed, but yeah, no, Elaine's but... usually yeah, spot on with his, uh, with, his, um, with his info that he gets. So, look... Whoever, I mean, Orfi is a bigger club, um, but you know, Bass have been playing good football. They've got a smart mm. coach, so um, if they if they're going to jag sixth spot, you know what? Knowing Greek football, boys, don't be surprised if both they just end up doing a top seven. It makes more sense because then you got seven and seven instead of six and eight. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So don't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised personally. So don't be surprised if that ends up happening because how how typically Greek football is it that the week before the round the round splits into half, both Artis and Pass get their points back. They, when, they got their act together six yeah. months later. Yeah, exactly. Oh, shit, there's a deadline. Ella, Ella you know, put, put the cigar away. Put the cigar away. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> you know, so uh, let's get all this sorted. Yeah, anyway, so look, um, commiserations to Orfi. Um, congratulations to Bus if that's the um, if that's the uh, result that uh, gets him up there then. So, um, you, yeah, I don't know. Tin up boys. Um, Panitolikos, 2-1 winners over Ionikos. Uh, Karelis got the scoring opening in the 32nd minute. Uh, Reynaldo Lenis equalised in the 82nd minute. And Derek Cornelius in injury time um, got the winning goal for Panitolikos. So they obviously miss out, but they've had a fantastic um, end the of the second season. Half. Well. Yeah. Second yeah, half, yeah. In general, that second half of the regular season has been great for him. Yeah, so real surprise package because absolutely. we all tipped them to finish rock bottom. Yeah, and you know what, boys? The other day I was I was rummaging through like a few stuff and I found our um our tips. So I won't talk. I'll, I will get them out. We'll get them out at the end of the season when it's all said and done because there's some surprises there. If, uh, if you guys remember, because like you th- you think about it, like now for them, there's really nothing to play for for this season. But Anastasio, you'd imagine he's going to hang around and be there next season. He keeps the core of this group together and say, says, guys, you know, let's push for the top six next year. Well, that's the thing. Can he keep these guys together? That's that's what I was – that's, yeah, exactly. How many that's of these so, new table you know, clubs lose players? The you'll turnover get, is pretty yeah, high. You'll, you'll keep the Greeks like the Cardellis, um, Apostolakis, all those yeah. guys. You can you can kind of see how you'll keep them. But then you've got your um, – 
you know, your Flores types, your Mendoza's like Mendoza, yeah, yeah the the Nadu Dagos and like the, the guys that have been consistent for them. You 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 know you just end up seeing them. You know, they're always on one or two year contracts anyway with with low yeah. sellout clauses. So I wonder if they can keep them, that'd be great. But it'll be interesting to see uh, yeah. what happens with uh, that club. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah look, course, yeah, just about that. I think they finished in the spot where they deserved in the regular season. Yeah, yeah. First season back up, it, it's a pass mark. It's very much a pass mark now. Uh, and they're looking like they'll just can, about stay up as well come the playoffs. I think Apollon is well and truly done um even with in the playouts i don't think they can uh as you said before i think i promise was if they keep picking up results they might jump them but even then there's also lamia who are in free yeah well for that, that playoff game uh, for that playoff yeah the 13th spot so we'll see yeah. how that goes there um two-nil winners over the free-falling Lamia. Uh, Leo Yaba scored in the 37th minute and Michalidis in the 52nd minute um, got the second goal and that's all she ended with, uh, Ethan. Yeah, I thought Bulk played really well. We moved the ball really well in the final third. Um, yeah, it was a nice ball in behind for Leo Jabba, um, yeah, who ran down the wing, used his pace really well and yeah, his shot was too powerful for the keeper. Um, second goal, Michalidis. Um, yeah, it was just two players marking him from a set piece, and he just jumped over both of them. Scored a nice header, um, and we did rest a few players: um, Akpom, Zikovic, um, Gutik, and Virinha. Um, yep. So they all started all on the bench. So um, yeah, rested them for the conference. Yeah, league. pretty yeah. Ac- pretty academic win. Yeah. You guys um, did everything right from what I saw in the match, um, and were never really under any type of pressure. I think in this. Uh, one, so, I think um, I think like me, I only had one. Yeah, good chance for the whole game. So, yeah, um, that, well. that's right. Yeah. All right. And wrapping up the round, Volos nil, Yanina nil. So, at that stage, Yanina, um, who knows what they were thinking there. But, um, yeah, look, not a, no, no, lots of scoring, lots of shots on target, close to 20 shots on target between both teams um, and pretty much a shared possession even with the corners as well, um, but no goals in this game there. So looking at the table, um, the weight finished with the league splitting in half. Olympiacos on top on 65 points, Bulk on 53 points, Aik 46, Artis sitting fourth on 45, Parthenikos on 42 points. Um, and as we speak now, um, Orfi... Uh, taking sixth spot on 37 points. But if Basianina get their points, their five points deducted, they will jump them. They'll go to 40 points and off it would drop down. So, but if it stays as is, well, that's your top six. Now, seventh, Asteras on 35, Bas on 35, Panetolikos 32, Volos 30, Ionikos 26, Atromitos 23, Lamia 18, and Apollon Spednis on 13 points. Steve, any Elaine put that up. Have you did you have a quick look to see if there was anything by chance um, being posted by any of the Greek? Um... I have not, but I can have a quick look now. But like like you said, George, if 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 that is the case, then it's it's pretty ridiculous that it's happened after the league is split. It's so typical, isn't it? But no, I mean from what I haven't seen anything on social media or anything, but. 
like we said, if if it's if that's the case, um, Elaine's pretty accurate with what he finds. Right. Um, so we'll have to see, and I imagine we'll we'll tweet about it and yeah, keep up the date. Put it on us on social media as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep you we all up to date. Official. What's uh, the the go now? They, they got to do a draw now for these playoffs and playouts. Yes, there might not be are there games this weekend. I don't know. No, they haven't put any fixes because they haven't out. put any fear exactly. I, I could be wrong, but didn't they say there's going to be a little break and then they're going to start midweek? They might. They might. I, yeah, I, I haven't heard myself. Yeah, okay. Well, so I definitely, there's no fixtures that have been. I, I, won't, I won't speculate. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure all the, court, all the, uh, the legal legals. I don't think Orphia are going to fight this. I've got a feeling that they'll just accept Except it is what it is. If if Busk end up getting their points, yeah. Just feeling from what Neoplius was saying post match, I just got a feeling that you know they didn't get it on merit that spot. He's happy with their season how it went, but you know he also felt sorry for the way Bus ended theirs um, on technicalities like that. Um, Nico or gentlemen, do you guys know how the split system works? Yeah. So the yeah. top six play each other twice. And yep. the bottom eight play each other once. Okay, and that's it. So there's a home and away match in the top six. Yep. And this is hopefully where they think they can make their money on all these derbies in the warmer as the climate warms up a little bit. And the bottom play each other once, one round game. And then obviously whoever finishes last in the bottom uh, is relegated. And whoever finishes second last plays... How the well, hell does it the even north, work? The north... <laughs> no, I don't know. The north, south... North, south in the second team might do a playoff to then play that side. Yeah. It could be a playoff, then another playoff for those. I believe teams. so. I'll have a quick look. It, what a joke. You split the league in half. You would think two teams go up. Yeah, so I think North. it's Levadiakos and Veria at the moment. At the moment, yeah. At the moment. There's Galamata pushing, Laysa Do, the, do pushing. they split as well, those two leagues? Or do they just go home and away all the Imagine way? Imagine the uh, league's both leagues split, so there's four second divisions. <laughs> it's gross, man. I've lost track of the of the second division, and we need to start talking about it um, as it gets closer towards the end there, because obviously that's going to impact um, what happens um, moving on there. But uh, yeah, that that league's a mess just to begin with. Just from from the get go, it's just been a mess. So um, yeah, we'll see. Anyway. Nathan, your boys, um, Bulk, kicking on in Europe, flying the Greek flag on their own. Now, yep. yeah, so you've got your um, your match coming up this week. Yeah, Friday morning Australian yeah, time. So, yeah, so yeah, Thursday night Europe, Friday morning Australian time. Now, how do you see things going there? Like, what, what are you – obviously, you're obviously hoping for your team to win, but um, hosting a Ghent side um, – from Belgium, um, who have been on a bit of a roll, I believe. Yeah, they've won six games in a row in all competitions. Um, so, yeah, they've been in form. Um, yeah, it's difficult to say, to say but um, hopefully hopefully we can come away um, and get through to the um, next round to hopefully make the quarterfinals, in, but it will be difficult. So you, you've got the first match. Um, yeah, at home, yeah. At home there, and not that we're uh, big on gambling here, but uh, you guys are the favourites, according to the punters. Um, 
Yeah, look, any injuries? Like it, it's hard to understand. It's hard to see. I haven't really seen much news on. I don't. I don't believe so. No, we, we did rest a few players um, for the yeah. last league game, but no, I don't think we have any injuries. So. Yeah. So um, look, it'll be interesting. I think you guys should get the job done at least at home. Yeah. Well, the the draw was favourable, so yeah, we need a win at home. I think to advance. So hopefully, just get the win Nichols, at home, and then we'll go from there. How do you reckon as uh, neutrals? Say? I said it last week. That they should be winning this over two legs, especially this one at home. They should be winning the home leg, yeah. Home and, and overall, overall, they should be progressing to a quarterfinal spot. It would be nice, yeah. Yeah. Um, did we find out if this one is double coefficient points? I read it somewhere, but I don't think we know, we never looked into it um, deeper. So um, – That'll be a nice little boost though, if we can get Bulk to progress through. Also for the Greek League, Stephen. Wait, possible, sorry, sorry, possible yeah. semi-final opponents would be tricky for them. Like if, if they get that far quarter and semi, then it's tricky. But yeah, because the fact, if they can get that far, it's still it's a great achievement. Absolutely great achievement. Yeah, I mean, th- this competition suits Greek teams. Um, yeah, we said it this time yeah. last year. That's right. So yeah. the the only sad part about this competition is they still make teams from leagues like at our level go through a massive qualification process where you know they allow the the Tottenham's and all that to to do to, nothing in the group stages do, no, do nothing yeah <laughs> well you know what I mean like they just allow them yeah. straight entry into it so that kind of sucks a little bit there so um look good luck to um Bulk and all the Bulk fans there when I'm sure most neutrals um even if they're not supporting the club, hope uh, Greek clubs do well in uh, Europe there. And if they don't, then everyone can laugh at each other like they always do anyway. So if you win, Nathan, you guys are top of the world. If you're not, then it's typical bar choking in Europe again. So can't win either way, mate. <laughs> anyway, um, obviously we'll talk about that match and we'll break it down next week. Hopefully we can get Nathan back on as well and he can give us his thoughts on it. Greeks abroad, Stephen, Yanoulis played Tsimikas. Again. Again, yes. Yeah. They both played 90 minutes. Um, are we, I mean, it was it happy? was pretty routine for Liverpool. It was a bit of a rotated side from what I saw. Um, and yeah, Tsimikas played well from the highlights that I saw of him. Um, Yanoulis... Very much not the the, the uh, well, like Dimikas, very much not the first team left back for Norwich City. Um, and I'm I look, I think two they're both in very different places at the moment, career wise, because Dimikas is on top of the world. Yes, he's not starting for Liverpool, but he's winning trophies now, he's in a top, top team. Jan Lulis, on the other hand. It looked like a such a good, well, from my perspective, I thought it was a good move for him initially. And the FIFA bulk was good as well when he signed on a permanent. Um, but he's just lost his place completely and he's lost, ma- managers have lost faith in him. And I don't, I don't really understand why, because I think he's better than the kid who's playing right now as, as the starting left back. And it's just disappointing for him. Do, do you know what? The, the thing that I don't understand here is that. Um... They're odds on to get relegated, more than likely. Oh, for they, sure. They're, they they're might, awful. They're they awful. might they might not get relegated, but more so than not, they're going to get relegated. So there comes a point in time in a season where you have to look and say, okay, if we have to look, start for you know, start looking into the future here. How do you look into the future and look at one of your most expensive purchases? Two players. If you look at Solis as well, how he didn't do you, play. you? You're not 
where's the value for your club by continuing to play Williams? Because the results are still the same. They're not, yeah, playing, they're, not, to... they're not playing him and they're winning and saying, okay, well, we can justify what we're playing him. They're playing him and they're still losing. So when do you say, okay, like, I'm sure there was like clauses in these loans and all that, but you know what? You see loans getting broken left, right and centre. So for me, I don't understand. There comes a point in time where you've got to look after your own assets. I don't know. And you have to under- you have to um, kind of look at it and, and under- like they- I don't understand why they made those purchases, especially, especially Zollis. Like if you're not going to at least give them an opportunity and look, some people may argue he has been given an opportunity, but um, I, 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 I don't agree with that. You know, I, I think he's kind of be- like Janulis, he's been scapegoated and then allowed himself to lose his confidence. And, and I'm got to be honest, the players in front of him are not anything spectacular. They, they, and I think it's just the side that, I think it's just, it's not even just a problem with those two players. Norwich City have a problem where they are the purgatory side of, of English football. They are too good for the championship, but they're not good enough for the Premier League. And they have to try and reshape their, how they run the, themselves as a club. Because they are a well-run club to an extent. Of well, their the financially problem, the problem in a with good clubs place. like that is West yeah. Brom was like that, Reading Fulham, was like that, Fulham are like Fulham, that. Fulham, but the problem what happens is that um, I guarantee you, when Norwich go down, they're going to keep, they're not going to go come back up anytime soon. And you're you gonna, reckon? Yep, because you'll you see West Brom. Oh, that's a big call. Well, look at West Brom. They were the best West Brom club. bottled it recently when they just before they hired Bruce, they went on a bad run, but they were in the playoff spots. Not two long two ago. months ago, they were sitting second, flying. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's but what I mean. What I'm saying is that you become a yo-yo club, but then sometimes that yo-yo ends up right. going down. Yeah, it keeps going lower no, and lower. I do agree because with that. That's the true. reality of clubs like Norwich, West Brom, Fulham, F- Fulham's going to get promoted, right? Like Norwich, they're going to steamroll. They'll go straight back down. They'll but they're not going to do down. anything. So when the yo-yo is going up, it only goes up a little bit for them. And when a yayo only goes up a little bit, it ends up just staying down the bottom. Like, you know, there's my yayo analogy. Any any type of physics people there? Um, yeah, but- as, as Steve said, a very odd, odd situation for them because they are well run, but you'd be pulling your hair out as well at the same time as a fan. But, but also, Nigo, you have to look at clubs like Pat Crystal Palace, who they've made, they've done, they've done ten years in the Premier League after they got promoted, yeah. and they've and look that there's been a couple of wobbles from them, but they they have proven that you can do it on a yeah. arguably smaller budget than what Norwich have now and 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 cement yourselves in the first division you know it's not it's not an impossible dream for these clubs i think if they can look back at their time again you don't make your record signing a 19 year old greek kid and and if Tolis can look at his time again yeah he doesn't say this is a great career move for me. Yeah, Nulis, it was a great career move for him personally we all saw it. he went to the championship absolutely killed it with them I think they just all shit the bed and shit themselves and then decided to make changes. But I think for Tsoulis at the time, I think if he could have his time again, he'd be like, okay, I've stuffed up here. How do I get myself out of this situation? I mean, Nathan, you're a Falk fan and you've obviously invested time watching this kid. I mean, what would you be saying to him if you were his manager right here, right now? Because Norwich yeah. aren't going to give him away for free either. They're not going to say, oh, we're going to cut our losses. Yeah, well, it was a poor decision, I reckon, to leave in the first place. I think he should have stayed one more season at least, and then um, and then headed off. But yeah, now it's it's tricky. I don't know what he does. Does he stay with Norwich in the championship, and do they give him minutes, or does he go abroad on loan, or 
to I don't know where is he going to go. Um, Netherlands, uh, Germany, bottom team in Germany. I don't know. The, the, it's, it's a tough one. The, the scary part, Ella Stephen, sorry, go. I mean, just on what Ethan said, I, I think he should go online because I can't see him. Maybe in the championship, he does get more minutes, but then there's always that worry that they've lost faith in him completely and he plays under 23 football and that's not where you want to be for, for someone like Zolis. Yeah, and that's my concern that they keep him. They're like, no, we're going to keep you and we're going to, we're going to integrate you into our championship side next season, but he doesn't do well in the championship. And then what happens for a 20-year-old that can't, that flunk, you know, like all of a sudden, you know, he's having to rebuild his career at the age of 2021. 20, um, I think, as the guys touched on, uh, loan, loan move abroad out of England would be his best scenario. But look, if he's playing week in, week out in the championship, it's not too bad. It's good. My only concern is that if he plays week in, week out and he doesn't play well, because look, he faded in the Greek Super League uh, last season yeah. towards and the end more of games the and tough league. It's a hard plus league. Plus games. In the championship of playing for a club that's going to get all these parachute payments, so they're going to be obviously one of the favourites to 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 go back up. So um, yeah, I'd be if I was his, his advisor, I'd be going up to him and saying, "Make make a move happen for me uh, sooner rather than later," because the coach is going to be here next season. If he and if he's not giving a look in now, there's you know. Yeah, Dino will be there for sure next season. Well, he signed, didn't he sign like an 18-month deal or something? Or? Yeah, but the thing is that they wouldn't have expected him to keep them up. No, the that's right. They, they, they hired him to, to get a promotion. That was my That's my argument with why Yanulis isn't playing because if you're playing the Man, Manchester United low-knee, well, if Yanulis is there on a the long-term contract, Again, new coach, new ideas. He didn't sign these players, so he's under no, you know, obligation to play him anyway. So for him, it's like I've come in here and I wouldn't have signed them, or maybe I would have. So, you know, we'll see how he goes. Um, yeah, but uh, hopefully they keep playing uh, and kicking around there. So um, we'll see how things go for them. Nickel, whilst we got you here, every year, Bath and course, I think for as long as hey. I can, as long as I can remember, you're getting a stadium. You're getting a stadium. This year's twice a year, maybe or three, now, whatever now, it is. But you know, like the last couple of years, we've seen those really dodgy drawings that yeah. we always see. But now we're actually getting people talking, and not not you know not we're getting high profile people like the mayor, um, Athens, and they're actually putting budgets and timelines. You saw that article and uh, South Melbourne Mike, SMFC Mike, uh, Athens, uh, South Melbourne Hellas um, compatriot there from Melbourne um, sent us the uh, the question. But first of all, Nico, I know you're a bit, uh, what's the word? You'll believe I it. I love little photos. You'll believe oh, it, it when you see it. Well, yeah. moving away, I know everyone knows, most fans love that stadium. Moving away. Do you think it's going to actually happen? No. <laughs> You're still if I'm there. being honest, yeah, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll believe it because we hear this, as you said, every season basically. But I'll believe it, like, not even once the plans are approved, once construction starts, honestly. Yeah. Well, that's the I'm other that thing. pessimistic. I'm that pessimistic. And it, it, I shouldn't laugh, but even, like, with AEC, like, they stopped playing at their stadium 20-plus oh, years ago. ago. Yeah. And I don't know when they started building their stadium and it was supposed to be built two years ago. And okay, with COVID and all that, but construction sites apparently was still, 
I don't even know. I'm not even confident it's going to be ready for him at the start of next season. Yeah, well, that that was the whole yeah the whole thing to be ready for, for the start um, of next season. But as so um, forty thousand seater, it's going to cost them two hundred allegedly anyway two hundred and seventy million euros to build. And what are they? And what are they looking at doing with Leo Fortis? That that's the kicker that a lot of fans are probably going. Yeah, yeah. So and put a museum. Like a Bathnake Horse Museum yeah, on that yeah. site and probably build another 20,000 houses or not, yeah. not 20,000, but, but units. units there. Look, I, I remember reading ages ago that, I mean, anyone that's been to Athens and has been around the area where the stadium is know that it's uh, not the greatest part of uh, <laughs> not the greatest part of Athens as it is at the moment. Oh. But if you're old enough to remember... That was the part of Athens to be in once upon a time. You know uh, what? Maybe I'm, I'm far too young. I, I can't even comprehend that. It's hard when you look at it. Like when I was there a couple of years ago um, before COVID and we just went for a little walk around and you just look at it and just looking at it, like how did how was this the place to be? But it was. Yeah. So there was always those murmurs that, that that's one of the areas that they want to gentrify again and they want to bring back its beauty to Greece because it's got such a rich history. So um, I don't know. They're, they're looking at two set, was it 270 million budget for the stadium yeah. built by 2026. Um, and they'll give that stadium or they'll give them like a long-term lease to the um, amateur. amateur club to run. And then the stadium Little Fortis uh, gets knocked down, built, clean the area up. So it's good news if it happens. Um, so we'll see. But Mike's question, a question to cover on the pod is if Bathnakos gets his 40,000 stadium by 2026, 20, all of the all of a sudden Athens has some great stadiums, which in my, my honest opinion – Rubber stamp it as one of the standout cities in Europe in European football. Yeah. You can't argue that because no, exactly because Ajax it will be still shiny and brand Ajax, new. Yeah, Ajax uh, will be even newer. Yep. Then you've so, got um, Oaxaca. Your one's technically not in Athens, but it's not far anyway. It's very close. Yeah, and then you've got the grand old uh, Olympic Stadium as well. Yeah, so, I said Ajax. Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry, you did. So you know, within a. 20k 30k radius you'll have um some fantastic european standard football stadiums which um guys you guys missed up beristeri as well what's wrong why have you missed up (laughs) yeah Uh, i was gonna i don't (laughs) mind um risupoli risupoli i I prefer risupoli to to um atromitos's one yeah no risupoli is a nice little stadium eh? um Look, it's good, you know, and then you've got uh, Park talking about having a new stadium. AIC, uh, sorry, not AIC. Artists, Artists. Have, have spoken about it as well. Artists as well. I mean, I know, you know, so uh, you start building stadiums, you know, from north to south. Um, if we can get our football shit together, then uh, yeah. Greece might be onto something there. So, um, Thadume. I think 40,000 seats a bit. What's the way to say it? Like, you look at our crowds the last decade or so. You think how are we going to get forty thousand? What's Olympia? What's Olympia? Course the stadium? Is it thirty, 30 odd? 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, yeah. 31, yeah. 36? I thought thirty six, yeah. thirty seven. I think it's thirty one, thirty two. Yeah, I think they probably build the forty thousand seat stadium because there's like these. I was reading years ago. Like UEFA have like these min and FIFA have these minimum standard capacities if you want to host um, like European Championships and all that kind of stuff. So. 
if we can get it, if we can get these stadiums in Athens all sorted, and then um, up north, you know, the two clubs up there, Balkanatis, get their stadium sorted, we might be looking for a push, you know, to host one of the European Cups. Which the only thing is that all the stadiums will be concentrated in two cities. If that was the case, end up doing something probably with our neighbours. Hopefully, the Italians. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So no, uh, probably not. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, great news if true for Panathinaikos fans, and um, fingers crossed. I know, I know, lots of fans, including Nico here, would sell everything you know for them to stay at uh, Leoforos. But I think most know that that stadium is dated. And um, I'm a traditionalist. You are, you are. But I think, um, yeah, I think it's best, you know, for even try to, to try to attract players outside of Greece. Showing them a brand new stadium and new facilities generally gets them over the line rather than taking them to a dirty part of Athens, um, you know. But we'll see how it goes. Anyway, moving on, we've got some questions here as well. Now, uh, let me get them up. So thank you guys for all the questions. So um, keep sending them in if you um, once we put the post up because we love answering these here. From Chilt Kiriako at Chokantus, um, having narrowly missed having narrowly missing out on first in nations. So missing out coming first in the nations league. Uh, will Gus Poyet get us at the top spot considering he's a better tactically coach? Even, even though some would say this group is slightly tougher. So I guess, Ethan, we'll go to you with this one. We missed out on top spot last time. We haven't spoken to you. So what's your what do you think Gus Poyet needs to do now? Well, he needs to finish top of the group, I, I think. Um we've got the group to do it. Um we should have finished top of the group um last campaign anyway. So um yeah, we just need to finish top of the group. So um yeah, it, it's a I think it's a good appointment how they've only signed him on for uh the Nations League group at this stage. Um and then they'll ev- evaluate at the end of the campaign. So yeah, top of the group's are the you, realistic are, goal. But are I, you, I, are I you think, happy and uh, because yeah. we, we've answered this question a million times yeah. as well, um, but you know, I like to get different opinions. Are you happy with uh I don't give a shit how we get the wins, we just need to win approach, or do you want to see something I, Something from like something beautiful being built. I think we've we've had our time rebuilding, and I think it's now, as you said, I think George in a previous po- podcast. Now it's time to actually qualify and get to major tournaments again. Mm. Um, so I, I think now just win at all costs. Um, yeah, um, we we've, yeah. we've as you said we've answered it before. Yeah. I mean, I, what, what I was going to say just to add to that was back then I was probably one of the ones that was saying, even when we're winning those one nil games, we're capable of better. But what I'd give to go back to those days. Oh, geez. We all said that. Like there's not many people that will put that would, would say that when we were moving Santos on, we weren't happy, not happy to move him on, but we were like, yeah, look, we're done with he's, his, he's, his ceiling. He's taken us as far we're, as he can. We're, we're done. Capable of better. Yeah. Jeez, I'd give anything. Well, not now for Santos, but I'd give anything to no, for that style and those results. To to go back and give him a contract extension, not you know, not see him off the way we did see him off. But um, did you guys see? I think it might have been Greg uh, during the week. Uh, it was an interesting read on on Poye there about uh, how he's fallen out literally everywhere he's gone. 
Yeah, I, had arguments with players, fans, media, uh, everything. Okay, is that good or bad, Nickel? <laughs> it's going to go one way or the other because it could be very good or very bad. Because we might take to that. Well, we, we've we're, you we're know, similar. We've, we've exactly, and we've spoken about how. Or they're going to say, "Who are you to tell me what to do? Go get stuff." But again, they've seen all this. So the, the faceless men that run Greek football, apparently. Which, I, I meant the players, like the actual playing group. I, I actually think it's – I think like we've said, like even like, you know, talking about coaches with ceilings, I think Poya has a ceiling and it's not going to be long with us. I think maybe two, three years maximum. Oh, if he stays two, three years, that means it's been a success. It's been a success. But I, I think his style wears people out with the way the article – the way I was reading the article is I think he just towards the end of it, he gets, he gets results, but then he kind of just burns people out. Yeah. So maybe in club football, because they see him on a daily basis, that that won't that hasn't worked for him. But maybe in in you know a national team where he just sees the players whenever he sees them, you know, like six, eight, ten weeks a year, it might work. Yeah, this is his first foray into the international scene. Yeah. So we'll wait and see. Because they reckon he's a prick. Like you know, yeah. he's not a nice person. Apparently, the way he conducts himself, like as in not a, not a person, he might be a good person, but he's not a he's a tough coach. Stephen, these players need a tough coach, or do you think they don't? Do you think it's going to end in tears? I hope that if he is as tough as they say, they take that on and just use that as motivation, because that we've seen so many times with especially maybe midway through the, the barren years, as, we, as we've called it prior, like attitudes and like kind of discipline have come into question uh, with certain players and certain managers. So I think about I hope that. Right? He, I, I, I think about that and I thought about that a little bit more after reading that article that Greg had put up and the falling out with um, back in the day when the players challenged um uh, what's his name? Uh, what's uh, what? obvious. Yeah, when they challenged him. He didn't look like the type of guy that would crack heads. And I think no. when he probably did stand up and probably said a few home truths, the players were like, who the, who, who the fuck are you to say? Yeah. To speak? They so might that, take to his style. They might. Uh, I think because Gus Poyer has that from the beginning, I think he's going to set the scene and go, this is it. Whereas I think people were getting mixed messages from a lot of the coaches. And because we're on this merry-go-round of coaches coming in and out like a yo-yo, they were like, ah, this guy's going to last five minutes anyway. So he has to go with what he says. Whereas I think if if, I'm hoping, my personal opinion, if Gus Poyet comes in and just starts ripping it from the beginning and they say that's it, then they'll make the decision along with him whether they're going to be in the team or not. I hope so, George. Nathan, we've said this a million times. Um, we've discussed this a million times. The An article came out the other day that uh, Gus Poyet is probably going to call up um, the so-called belligerents, Manolas, Socrates and um, Siovas. Would you take them back? If their form warrants it, then yes. yes. Um, yeah, as long as they're willing to play and willing to um yeah give everything then i think they should play but um yeah only if they're for more into it and only if 100%. they're willing to do it 100 percent. i think if they i think if they get picked they'll play i don't think any player's gone to play for their, their country and purposely played bad um but i'm with you if you're for more into it pick it 
right now. I don't care who they pick, what league they play in, how they play, but they need to be chosen and, and they need to pull a shift for us because it's results. That's it. Um, good question, Chilled. Um, Chilled Kiriakou. Now, we've got another one here from uh, George uh, Parnavelas. At G Panavelas on Twitter. Who are you tipping for promotion to the Super League? So, um, boys, have you has anyone been like following other than the results um, in the North and South Leagues? Not full on following it, but yeah. you can see like like Larissa, for example, in the North are making a bit yep. of a push now. That's right. Something I mean, kind of dropped a bit. Huh? Yeah. Then you look at the South. There's Levadiakos that have been. Steady, steady, steady as you go, steady. pretty much all season. There's mm. Kalifea that might put pressure on them. Kalamata. Kalamata have made a little yeah. run. Hanya, typically Hanya, uh, the last few seasons have made a nice little late season run as well. But I, I don't know if they're going to be able to get it, but they're, they're making a run there. Um, I think Levadiakos um, have been too consistent all season. We talk about too good to be up in the top and not good enough. Or, not yeah, good enough. That's, the top. that's Levadia, of course. We've got about half a dozen of those clubs, unfortunately. Vedia yeah. as well, one of them. There's still plenty of, ma- of matches to go in that in that second tier. Yeah. It started well, a bit later. So there's, there could be some twists and turns ahead. Yeah. So we will start talking what, about about this. What division. I was going to oh. say on this topic, actually, I was going to say it a bit earlier. You look at the Panathinaikos B, Olympiakos B, Ike B, the, the big, bigger sides, the B sides, I thought they, they would have done a lot better. Interesting. I thought the same too. I really did. Yeah. They haven't. They haven't, no. So could be various factors. They're just experimenting, playing younger players. It could, could be... And that, that's what it is, really. I mean, that, that's what I like about the B teams. It's not about winning the league with either Balco, Olympiagos, or Panthenagos, or Aris, or Aik. It's just about... Just get the players playing game time, and it gives them exp- valuable experience, regardless of... well. Yeah, and Whether I think they for, for the young kids, like you're sitting pretty much all of them, the big four are sitting in mid table in their you've, respective you've got, division. You've got in those B sides, you've got the two players, I think, the two start two different types of players. The players yeah, like the, Bin, the, the players like Binakas, who signed with Olympiakos and for whatever reason, I don't know if it was miscommunication or whatever, thought he was going to be in the top side, but he's in the B side. He's probably hating his life at the club now and doesn't want to play. Well, apparently well, he was dropped. So you got that style of player. Then you got the old veteran coming back from injury. Then the other one is those young guys that are just getting a run. Um, but, you know, like in rugby league, Nick, and this is completely random here, guys, but stick with us. Starting this weekend, I'm so pumped. So am I. But um, in rugby league, if your reserve grade team or your second string team is good, generally your first team is crap. Yeah, yeah. So well, We had it a couple of years back. Exactly so, like that. So my side. So, you know, if your reserves team is actually playing really well, that means your squad is completely, the balance is out. And yeah. That's so, what happened. I think that year we won the comp and our, our first grade side ran bottom four, maybe. Yeah. Bottom so, six. so that's, that's why I don't like, you want your B side to go well, but you know, the, you look at them and they're all all four of the big clubs. It's mid-table mediocrity pretty much. And but, but um, for the young kids playing, that would be a bit of a confidence booster playing against men and, and you know, holding your own. Well, it's great. And the, 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 it, Like you said, though, it's how you view it. Like, Pinakas will think I'm better than this. Yeah, because he was killing it at his club last yeah. season. But, you know, that, 
there's various factors, and I mean, hopefully, when COVID is non-existent and everything is back to normal, you've also got like clubs that have that are going to get promoted into the second division that are going to that have never played Panathinaikos. Or that you know, a, a young kid's never never stepped foot at, foot you know on Leo Fortos or all that kind of stuff for Karaskakis, and it's going to be a massive something massive for him as well. So. We'll see, um, George. There's a lot of lot of football to go down into that second division there. So, um, but if you're a betting man, it's the usual suspects. So it'll probably yeah. one of those um, that we spoke about um, earlier there. All right, we've got uh, I think it's just in our Instagram here. So Peter Simos, Peter dot Simos on Instagram. Um, so he asked about, um, hey, boys, loving the pod. Are you able to tell us how the playoffs work in the top six? Okay, sorry. So, Peter, it continues on with their points, I believe. Eh? Yes, yes. So whatever points each team ended on, in, they will continue on that. So they don't start again off zero, which um, is obvious, and they, they don't they, start. They used to. Well, not used to, but they used to, like, they used to do like That's three, right. six, and zero back then. Yeah. That's right. But now it's just start off um, on whatever points you were on. I, I think the reality is they split the league in half for the derby matches. I mean, yeah. And then COVID came and wrecked that whole idea, but they, they're still stuck through it. So um, it's interesting. One of the talks early in the season, George, of them re- reverting back to the regular league yeah. format, there were talks of, I don't know if that's any, if they're still planning on doing that, but I, I think after three seasons of this process, I would like to welcome back the old format. So, That's my opinion. I wish Michael was on because that guy's that guy knows everything about all this kind. There of was stuff. talk, but nothing recent. Didn't they say that they wanted to do the split second division and eventually, within a few years, combine them anyway? So you're going to end up having all these teams in the north and south, and then you're going to have one big league in there. Like 40 teams or something. No, no, they were going to get like half the teams were going to get relegated from oh. each one and all that. Like it was stupid. Half the teams get relegated. But what would happen is that you would. So the, the idea was to have a stronger second division. Um, and then what their idea was, I don't want to, I don't want to make this up. I th- so we'll, we'll discuss this properly with Michael. The idea, as yeah, far as I'm aware, was they do this split system for a couple of years and then they just bring it all together and then they increase the teams in the Super League from 14 to 16. Um, and then they do a 16 or 18 team comp in the second division. And then the third division goes to a split to a split league. Yeah. You look at a few of these sides, like I think it's th- combined, it's 34 teams in the second tier in Greece. That's that's a huge overview. Yeah. And you look at Gavala and Zakinfos, they had no business even being considered for a spot. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it was a mess to begin with. So exactly. it's going to be interesting if if what I did say, I'm, we'll get Michael on next week or when he comes back on because he, he, he would know this inside out. But I think that was the plan all along, um, which is going to create an issue because imagine, you know, next season or whatever, they, they tell like, you know, 10 teams from each, uh, you know, if there's 17 teams in each, so imagine they say to nine sides in each north and south, you're going to get relegated to the third division. Man, as a pull the plug. 
Well, they will. You can see, especially if a if a club starts a season like two and ten, two and eight, you know, two. Probably the most relegations I've ever seen Bang. in a league. <laughs> you know, Van, Vangeli, you know, that has a nice little farm there that was uh, prop, propping up his football club. He's going to pull out, so um, <laughs> it'll be interesting there. So, um, also, what did Peter say? Thanks, yeah, not really a fan of it. Just drags out. Yeah, so he's not really a fan of it. Just drags out the season unnecessarily, and some teams don't have a lot to play, which. Exactly, Peter. Um, usually, for example, usually sixth place never gets a spot and first place is so far ahead, there's limited motivation. Peter, spot on, mate, because we're yeah. even talking about, look at that nice little mini league that was happening between fourth and eighth. Imagine that continued on. Yeah. In clubs like Panetolikos um, who were killing it towards the end, they would have taken a few big scalps if they just let the season go. So... Do you know what, George? In a more competitive league, on the surface, it would at least look better. You'd still, I still wouldn't agree with it because you're 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 not allowing the, the teams in upper mid table to try and push for Europe, which is one of the big issues we've had with this format. But at least it would be it'd be interesting to like see like three teams battle for the title and maybe one team, another team just behind. Like it would be interesting. But then at the same time, like we we keep. I keep referring back to like it, it makes no sense to not allow other teams to try and you know progress and get into the, a way, the way I see it is let's just hyper complete hypothetical here, right? Um, one or two games to go, Banatolikosa facing Aik, Banatolikosa breathing down their neck because they're absolutely smashing that they're on a roll. Aik have been a yo yo, um, they need to win that game. It's a great advertisement for football. Panatolikosa sitting seventh, so that's all they can finish because they, they had an indifferent start. But it's going to be a great football match. Now, if you get... You know what the problem is, though? Everyone's already played each other twice. What are you suggesting then? Everyone plays each other a third time? This is the I know moment. what you're trying. You're going to say add more teams. This is, is the moment, like, Yeah, because we've got we 14 teams. teams. Yeah, we need... Yeah. We need probably 16. 16 is what you need at a minimum or 18. Yeah. 18, 18, uh, 18 would be ideal. I just don't think we've got the... The money, the, the money, yeah, the money. I was going to say the infrastructure and talent. Infrastructure, we definitely don't. Um, talent, talent's there. There's there's quite a bit of talent kicking in the uh, lower leagues that we've seen anyway. Like you know, f- fallen Greeks that are still like you know 27, 28 years old. So, and it's good that they're coming back anyway. I don't think the money's there for, and you see a lot of clubs that were folding in the yeah. top division. So, sixteen teams is good. Um, and you can just play it like, you know, they were cramming midweek games and all that in as well. So if you play a 16-team you know, competition, double matches, 30 matches, it's perfect with cup runs and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But I agree. Um, Peter continues on. Not sure if you also cover it, but when the playoffs are – when are the playoffs expected to start? Um, said yeah, sorry. And the Greek Cup fixtures might be. Sorry, sorry, Peter. Um, Greek football, eh? Um, your guess is as good as ours. Um, I'm sure Nico and the boys will probably talk about Votanico Stadium and what barriers remain for this to become a reality. So, Peter, we're going to be backwards, forwards with you there. Um, I think just great bureaucracy, red tape, and not, not laziness, but, you know, just another indecisiveness. Yeah. Laziness. Well, no, it is laziness, indecisiveness, self-interest. Um, yeah, self-interest. You know, but if you look at it, going back to Votanico, Nico, if you look at this, this is probably the reason why Alaphosos won't sell. Yeah. Because he, he's thinking, I hold on to this. I'm going to get a stadium for free. 
Absolutely. If my team, by the time we get this stadium, are playing European football, I'm going to get big bucks for this club. Yeah. If he wants to sell by then or whatever. Yeah. So, and he'll at least, yeah, he'll either make his money or recoup his money. That Because obviously he had the couple of years ago where he said, I'm done, I'm out. And now his tune has changed. He doesn't even really talk anymore about football. Um, you know, Which makes you, well, it means that, you know, he's still of the same opinion, just not going to say it publicly. Like a Mike Ashley, you know, if you go like. I was literally just going to make that comparison. Actually, yeah. Similar. Yeah. Like, but, but the like, difference is he, he won't sell Bathanagos to. You know, yeah, to, to a the consortium yeah. that Newcastle um, well, well, sold, stole well, their club wouldn't he, to. Wouldn't so. he? You know, well, I don't know he? if you remember, Steve. A couple no, of years ago, it's not that Thai bloke. That's and the Thai bloke. Well, it's not a circumstance like, of not wanting to. I just think that a, a consortium like that wouldn't. No, no disrespect to Bathanagos, they won't oh, be yeah. interested nah. because Greece, because of the way football, where Greece are in terms yeah, of football. Yeah, but if they've got a that, that's more what I mean. If they've got a brand new stadium and Greece all of a sudden cracks the top ten in European coefficient, things look good. Like our Greek oh, league, oh yeah, then, our then, Greek then league we're is talking, like I oh, know we talk sure. it, we talk it down because we've seen where it was and we've seen what it is now, but it's not that bad. It's it's like a no, it isn't. It's a fucking diamond that's just been rolled around in shit. potentially front. Better, if, yeah, because we, as you said, we look at where we were 20 years ago with three teams in the Champions League and ranked as high as I think sixth at one point. Getting, getting, yeah. getting the Rivaldos, okay, at the end of their yeah, career, Gilberto but, Silvers, but Rivaldos, you know, they weren't, yeah. they weren't 36 when we were getting them like we're getting the Valbuenas now, they were 30, 31 when we were getting them. Giovanni, um, getting players from Barcelona, not players that played for Barcelona 10 years ago, yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Like, so it's there, it just but going back to what you said, Steve, um, that tie owner that was interested in Bathnack, what's at the was, time? I do remember that. Alaphos was just brushed him because he goes, this, this guy's talking too much. and he's No, and he, but what also happened, he owned a team in Belgium. And yeah. he faced charges. I can't for the life of me remember what they were. It may have been money laundering or was something. Was it fraud? Fraud, may, maybe. I can't remember what it was. This would have been four or five years ago. I think it was 2018. What? He just disappeared yeah, he, off the face of the earth, this guy. Yeah, well. he just dis- – they, they were hunting him. They, they, he had to front Belgium. Well, good thing uh, Alaphuzos had a – you know, had a <laughs> – didn't actually sell Barcelona. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's him. Uh, we, we talk about this a lot. He's probably not the greatest he, – he is Mike Ashley. He's a yeah, he smart businessman and you can't take that away from him. And people can say it's family money and, yeah, maybe, but you still got to maintain the business anyway. He's not a football man. No. I think that's plain, That's pretty plain and simple. A bit like Mike Ashley. So I can see. You, well, I, uh, you and me were joking, George. Are we, Man City are trying to get a team in every league. You know, well, <laughs> get the City we, group to buy. Well, but then I got. No, nah, they're they're green, so they won't buy them. <laughs> so, I'll go for a drop. Yeah, they'll buy a drop. Oh, jeez, imagine that. <laughs> They got no Apollon, fans. They got Apollon no fans. No, it's, per- it's perfect. It's a perfect, perfect. one. Yeah. yeah. So you know, turn it into a plastic one. Um, I think that's it, fellas. We've got any other questions here? Um, hey, West Ham shouted us out. Did he? Did I you? saw on Instagram. Oh yeah. yeah, I have nothing to say this week, but shout out to all you boys. All right, thanks, nice. uh, Kalathakis. Actually, Yanis also um, has asked a question. Do you see Flaco Dimos leaving Benfica this summer? Where do you see him going? If so, I would love for Barca to pick him up. That's big. I don't think he'll be going to Barcelona anytime soon. Um, Nico, your old boy. Yeah, I don't know. He's been linked with moves away in the past. 
Uh, was Newcastle, Newcastle yeah. somewhere else, somewhere else. Yeah. He was close to leaving for Dortmund. Well, That's not it. well. Yeah. There were rumours of Borussia Dortmund last season when he f- lost his place. Because um, he's he's from there. He's German as he's well. German. Yeah. yeah, he was eligible for, to to represent him. Eh? He was German, going back German to Germany. born and raised, not just yeah. German born. So, um, Ethan, does your uh, beloved Manchester United need a goalkeeper? Oh, no, the hay is going all right. We need new centre-backs. They arguably have one of the best backup keepers as well. We need Harry Maguire replacement. They've got three good keepers. Yes, no, you do. Right? There you go. So Harry Harry Maguire, maybe he needs to come back and play for Mykonos FC, seeing as he uh, left an impression in uh, yeah. Mykonos oh, God, back don't. in the day. So, oh, God. Anyway, we won't talk about that. Um, I think, you know what, last thing we forgot to talk about, Retos, he's apparently done a whole heap of things and not just um, – so he's going to be out. Uh, poor guy, K-Pap, uh, Mark II, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But we Sad wish, to say, but it's kind of true at this point. Wish him well. Um, I think that's it, guys. Nathan, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me, George. Okay, hopefully we can get you back on more because we do need a uh, bulk voice um, there. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, the time um, with Elaine as well doesn't work. But, you know, everyone's a busy people, so we get it. So thanks for coming on. Nick or Steve, thanks for coming on as well. Guys, thank you for listening. Um, as I said, we always love doing this um, on a weekly basis. So um, if you if you can spare a minute and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called or iTunes, that would be fantastic. Um, shoot us your comments, questions, messages, whatever, on any one of our social media platforms. We uh, go through them all. If we do miss one by accident or whatever it is, please just uh you know, shoot us a little reminder there. We try to get through everything because we, you know, yeah. we're just fans ourselves and we love. Yeah, that's it. That's why we do it. That's why we do it. We're not. Spread, we're... And spread the word to, to your friends and family, guys. Nickel, spread it. That's it. Yeah, spread it. We love it. We're growing. It's growing. The podcast is doing some fantastic things on, on our level here, so which keeps us going. Um, if, so if just... everyone could, yeah, just refer just one person that they knew. And then the one person passes on to another, to another. Yep, because we're still getting, exactly. And, I mean, we look at all the DMs that we get. We still get messages, and we've been doing this now for God knows how long. We still get messages. Hey, I just I just found you guys, and I've been following Greek football, and, you know, and a lot of people can't speak Greek. And it's, you know, like if you're a second-generation Greek and you support a club. Um, so this is one of the big things that we found missing um, in social media, which why we started at the beginning with back in the day. So, um Share the word, share the love. Steve, final thoughts? Um, yeah, this is, you know, as always, it's something that we're, we're pretty proud of that we've, we've formed and, I, and people seem very impressed when I tell them that it's, we, we've formed the podcast like this because it is something that's very niche despite where Greek football is. There should be more of this and hopefully there can be more. Yeah, there's plenty of uh, club podcasts, um, you know, out there as well. So shout out to all the to the bulk talk and um, the the uh, Gate Seven um, international guys as well. And if there's any other club um, club podcasts out there, um, I think the Big Three. I don't know if this. I think they're on a bit of a hiatus um, podcast. But yeah, look. The more the merrier. That's it. Greek football. Let's pump it up. Let's pump its tyres up and make it the best league uh, it can be for itself. Ethan, once again, thank you. Nico, thank you. Stephen, thank you. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. And we will do it all again next week. Hope your team wins. Bye-bye.